Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Creators Outlet with our special guest this evening, Mad Ruth Studios. Hello, <laughs> what's going on, bud? No, I'm glad to finally be on your show. Um, we were talking uh, back in December when I was running the IGG campaign. <clears throat> I was supposed to come on your show when everything came crashing down around me. So yeah, I'm, glad I'm finally back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I kept like poking. So uh, and then I saw the campaign go. They go, oh. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty devastating chain of events that happened. Uh, I can I can rehash some of that. So um, I don't know if I, I talked earlier. I was in the military for 26 years, basically 18 years old. I joined the military. Uh, when 9-11 happened, I ramped up and went uh, full-time rig force. Uh, two tours in Afghanistan, one tour in Bosnia. But I always aspired to be a writer when I got out of the military. Like I had my whole life planned out from the get-go. Comic book fan since like 85. So I couldn't wait to retire and, and try my hand at comics. But uh, those last couple of years, obviously 2016, 2017, we know how everything became highly politicized. And, uh, you know, people got canceled for thoughts and independent beliefs. And I decided to pick which side of that fight. Like, I know people can just avoid it altogether, but I'm not one of those people. I, I'm a soldier, so I like to fight. So I decided to plant my flag, uh, which resulted in my local comic community uh, realizing uh, uh, who I'm with, they told me I'm not welcome at any comic stores, not because anything I said, not because anything I did, uh, just because of who I'm friends with. Uh, so there's conventions going on I'm not welcome at, uh, a chain of local comic stores in the area I'm not welcome to sell my book at, which was devastating enough. But then when I started talking about that on YouTube, IGG decided to shadow ban my campaign as well and then fight with me over my disbursement. So yeah, I was in a pretty dark place, but I'm here now. <laughs> 
man, it, it sounds like they called up Trudeau himself and said, oh, no, <laughs> they're going to stop him. Yeah. yeah. And they'll he might change back. careers and become a trucker one day. We don't want to park it in downtown. Yeah. <laughs> Most of those people, eh? 99% of those people are just there fighting for their rights and saying, like, what you're doing to us is, is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. all labeled as terrorists and, and white supremacists and all these ridiculous labels. Like, okay, I agree. The the honking, you know, that's a that's a noise violation. And sure, you tell them that you can't honk your horns obsessively all day and night. Get it. But besides that, you have a right to protest. It's literally in our charter of rights and freedoms. So, I mean, this is a sign of the times we're in. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure you had them because he just took away all your guns, too. So, <laughs> well, you see, they're, they're not afraid to infringe, you know, against constitutions and, and, and oh, no. established charters. Like, they'll push the limits until people push back. So. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is once we stop pushing back, they're not going to like it. Yeah. And, and once they gain an inch, they'll hold on to that. You know, they'll fight oh, yeah. for it tooth and nail, right? Um, you will never be able to enter another doctor's office or hospital without being masked up. Yeah. Yes. You know, on the things that don't work. Right. Right. It's like, which is sorry. Which, which, I mean, they come at you for questioning things, but here, our chief medical doctor, like the, the one appointed by Trudeau, who is a hardcore liberal, when it all started, she mm-hmm. said, um, the masks won't stop this. The, 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 these masks are ineffective. And very quickly, she got she got that old uh, hook that comes out and yanks you off stage. And mm-hmm. she came back up, no, no, the masks are one great way to deter this, and we will use this deterrent. You know, like... like... <laughs> yeah, uh, because... It was all part of their social experiment. Yeah. Let's see Compliance. if we if we can if we can push the dumbest things on the planet and watch all these you know idiots fall in line. And yeah. I, st- I still have people I see driving around by themselves in their car with their mask on. It's like, what are you doing? Like are you afraid of your own oxygen? You think your car is going to get you COVID? Streaming with your mask on? Do you think the computer camera is going to get you COVID? Why are, why are you wearing your mask on a podcast? <laughs> like, just, oh, the insanity. <clears throat> if I wasn't in a wheelchair and you saw me walking down the street by myself with a mask on, yeah. there's a good chance I'm going to pay a call on somebody. Right. And just don't want to be seen. Well, no, no, I wouldn't rob anybody. No, but criminals took advantage of the mask. That's for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. Hey, man, we've got some dumb criminals out here. So much so that there's an entire video show dedicated like once a month that uh, is just, it's nothing but stupid criminals. Mm -hmm. Like they go in to rob a bank with a mask on. Write the hold-up note on the back of one of their personalized deposit slips. Right, right. Yeah. Um, they go Leave into a... And th- this happened by where I grew up. Uh, there's like the uh, the airport in Rhode Island, which they always advertise as Providence. It's not Providence, it's Warwick. Providence is the capital, but Warwick is where the airport is. It's always been there. So... There's four roads by where I used to live. Well, two roads that kind of like intersect. Uh, there's airport road, which goes down the side of the airport and uh, the uh, where the old uh, 
national where the national guard is located and everything right there so they can keep their planes on the runway strips um and that goes into the four corner here and opposite that is where uh, a road called west shore road starts and then uh warwick avenue is the main road through that part of warwick and it goes straight this way that's the busiest intersection in that entire in that entire state like at 5 p.m it's like okay. if you they they forbid you from like actually making a turn there so it got so bad that they actually had to put in extra lanes and and turn lights and all kinds of stuff um but there's there's a couple of banks on the west shore road side one right next to each other one got bought out and turned into a cvs because yeah we don't have enough men uh mm -hmm. and the other bank i can't remember what it is now i it used to be like a fleet and then a you know bank of america or whatever so these two nimrods didn't want to get caught up and arrested in traffic so their bright their bright idea was to call a cab <laughs> or, or an uber or something and they took this to the bank they go into the bank uh, as they're walking in yeah guns come out and go in their outside pockets uber a cab driver locks his doors and calls the police right yeah these this couple just got a ride to the bank and you know blah 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 and uh i just locked my doors and i'm pulling out of the parking lot now i'm an uber driver i'm a cab driver whatever it was and left them there and they come running out with guns in their hands and, and a couple of bags of money uh no, to uh like 15 cruisers yeah just sitting there with their weapons and all they run out and they're like Maybe we should have hired a getaway driver that was in on it. <laughs> no, but even then, like cabs and, and Uber and stuff, they've got code words that when they say it, somebody knows they're in danger. I mean, mm -hmm. and you, you know, you don't want to say, you know, you know, uh, tell Steve at Telemarket I'm on uh, whatever, you know, oh, that's the flag mark. He's in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I'm like, well, no Ben Gale who uh, who's good at it, you know. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> you know, well, according to a bunch of co liberal college students, uh, the majority of the black population that's in prison uh, is, is just there because of racism. Right. Yeah. I go. It, it couldn't be that the uh, the lowest population of uh of people is responsible for uh you know one third of all the all the major crime in the whole country no well i mean okay i mean i i i grew up in uh in toronto in what what's called a, a housing development neighborhood basically so i mean i grew up poor my mom actually came from iowa uh, moved there in 69 my my father was irish got kicked out of quebec because he was english didn't speak french but uh, so yeah, I mean you're absolutely oh, right. Oh, that part in, of Canada, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you go in those poor neighborhoods, I mean, just growing up as a kid, all my friends, I, you can't you can't claim that you're not uh, guilty because you went along. I mean, absolutely, I went along with all the schemes and scams my friends did. But that's what everyone did. Hey, I've got this scam to make money. Hey, I'm gonna pull this trick to make money. Right? 
there's nothing else to do when there's no job prospects, you know, everyone mm-hmm. says you're basically a loser for life and there's no way out of this situation. And so, I mean, my, my sympathy is there. You take away all the job, you take away all the manufacturing, you take away, you know, anyone's ability to make a living. Of course, they're going to uh, lean heavily on crime. Uh, you know, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really well, sad. The decline of America where we are. I, I grew up poor. My, my father took off for, uh, you know, he went to the store for milk, never came back. So you know, I had to dunk my I had to dunk my Oreos in water. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was and, actually uh, in a Christian. I was in a Christian private school till the fifth grade. Uh, my mom was a Sunday school teacher, even. And then obviously divorce happened, and I got plucked out of private school and into public school, and got my my butt kicked the first day. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that that's always a shocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a. I had a friend uh, whose parents got divorced and it went the opposite way. They all got, they all got plucked out of public school and, and put into uh, private school, but they, they had to go to Catholic school. So there were nuns and rulers involved. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up like that too. Uh, one of my mother's sisters used to, uh, for a couple of summers, had me stay over there because my mom was working like three jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was nothing for me to do besides get in trouble around my house. Uh, and in lieu of me burning the house down, uh, decided that at least I could go and hang out with my cousin and, you know, play with my cousin, you know, have the backyard to hang out in, whatever. Uh <laughs> But my aunt didn't want to feed me, so decided that uh, the uh, the Meals on Wheels that would show up to the the project down the street, she knew what time they would get there because she used to work for them. So she would send me and my cousin, and my cousin, my cousin Debbie's Portuguese, so she's got like a a little bit of a, a darker tan during the summer. Uh, I am like this. So imagine Casper jumping jumping a fence to get in to get free food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um I never ran so fast in my life. Uh <laughs> it, it worked it it worked fine for about a month and then uh apparently uh, a few kids that lived there finally got out of juvie and uh no I ran. <laughs> Yeah. Can I please have something to eat, Auntie? You're supposed to eat there. I couldn't. <laughs> These kids were chasing me. <laughs> Why were they chasing you? Well, Debbie distracted them for a second because they, they did they were actually kicking me on the ground first. <laughs> like, oh. The things you do to get by, eh? Yeah, I'm like I told my mother I didn't have to go back to Auntie's no more, so. <laughs> <laughs> She realized she's making you do what? Yeah. yeah. You know, so. But my own mom, so she even said, uh, like, she knew there was three places for me. I was either going to become a criminal, join a gang. I was either going to end up in jail or I was going to join the army. But one of them was going to lead to my death. And glad I took the right decision. I joined the military for 26 years, right? Which yeah. elevated me out of all that insanity. But uh, 2006 in Afghanistan, I was on a, a big combat tour there in 2006. Uh, I was thinking about getting out in my own, like whose parent 
tells them to stay in the army, you know, get out. What the hell are you going to do? You can get out, you know, you go back to being a criminal and a delinquent. Like, <laughs> like no one's going to pay you this kind of money. No one's going to give you the things you got. You better stay in. It's like, holy, like, I'm just, you know, people are trying to kill me. I kind of want to get out of my own mom. Stay yeah. there. It's for your best interest. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm really, it's like, <laughs> stay there. It, it's still, it's Afghanistan. <laughs> Afghanistan's still going to be better than Canada. Come on. Uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, I, I kind of get why all these kids are, are um, sort of embracing the notion of socialism. I mean, they don't understand all the countries that socialism has ruined no. how every experiment with socialism has led to catastrophic failure and government oversight and ownership of everything. Um, but I get it. When, again, this ties into being poor, right? When you have nothing, you feel like you have nothing to lose. And and uh, they, they think that that temporary measure of, oh, things are better than they are now is, is worth it. But, yeah, they don't understand. You give up your freedoms. You give up the freedom to pursue your dreams. Like they the don't freedom... under... I think yeah. they don't understand because they don't teach it in school anymore. Because, right. you know, why would you teach something to go against your narrative in an indoctrination camp? Right. Right. But, uh, yeah. Once... Once you take the ability to freedom to pursue your dreams, it doesn't matter how good you are. You're a toilet scrubber, and that's your role. Know your role, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> know scary. your role, stay out of the hole. Yeah. Pop, play, do, toe the party line and do as you're told. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just it's it's just sickening. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, they 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 have no. They think they're just going to keep getting free stuff. <laughs> Because half of them live in mommy and daddy's basement for life. You know, I just, we've all seen cartoons of like, it looks like an old pair of grandparents pushing around their bull nose ringing, pink hair, dress wearing, born as a son child around in a baby stroller. Uh, I believe though that couple is actually like 38 years old. It's yeah. just that their kid is like prematurely aged them. It's like that episode of Star Trek where they run into the buildings and all of a sudden the entire bridge crew turns 90 except for uh except for Chekhov because he had he had the crap scared out of him, so his adrenaline was was spiked. Right. The rest of them came out looking uh old and decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the way they the way they look now okay granted uh most of them are dead so you know they're 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 about that age but you we, know we only got so many years on this earth it's part of the reason why like i said pursuing my dreams and, yeah. yeah do do it while you're here yeah. you know i mean i've got i've got family up there in the in the great white dopey north of trudeau mm -hmm. uh uh, my cousin had got married and, and he was a Canadian. They were living up there. They had a son when they got divorced. Uh, she had to stay there with the, with the kid. They come home like twice a year to the States, like Christmas time at her parents' house. And they come down and spend like about a month in the summertime uh, down with the family at the cabins. So, but uh, we, we he's, in the, he's actually in the ROTC. Oh, uh, nice. And, and I, and well, he's in middle school, but he's already in. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, great way to start off in life. 
get your get your college uh, paid for legitimately without begging taxpayers to do it for you. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, no, I've got family out in Iowa. So um, when I was a kid, basically every summer and every winter, I went to to Iowa, and up until like my sixteenth birthday, I was in the running to potentially take over the farming. So whenever I was there, you know, my grandfather would take me around and do all the chores, and I would ride around with him in the tractor. Like I'm not saying I'm contributing as a kid, but just to give you a taste of like they they desperately wanted someone to take over the family farm one of my uncles was the last one to do it and right now like you know just as all other farmers are doing you can't compete with those mega super farms and we were leasing the land at first and then they're now starting to sell it off and portion it off unfortunately but yeah we've well, had that land since the 1700s yeah well yeah yeah you also have the government down here that's paying farmers not to farm right and then when you sell it off some company comes to buy it and then you find 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 out that you either sold it to China or Bill Gates, which I'm gonna it's just, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Except, yeah. you know, when you sell your farm off to Bill Gates, you yeah. you know that he's already bought like, you know, 30 other companies uh mm -hmm. to make uh fake eggs. Yeah. And you know and, bugs. Yeah, we got a and, bug processing plant up here in Canada now. <laughs> Yeah. They're gonna make us do what they want us to do, whether we that's put up a fight or not. Get, that's what's gonna get me to mount a fifty cal on my wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I'm like, forces forces to live in fifteen minute cities, like in China. When you try to exit, there's nowhere to go because there's a big gate. Yeah. What do you think <clears throat> the smart cities are that they're talking about down here? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I go. Are they gonna put us in the box cars to get us there? <laughs> Because that's kind of ringing a bell. And, <laughs> and, mean, and meanwhile, China's yearly emissions dwarfs any efforts we're doing here in North America. All the excess like factories and coal coal plants and everything they're making. Like any any action we do here in North America, completely useless. But let's ignore the worst polluters uh, in the world and, and not and stupid. Because one of the first things they did was tear down all the nuclear power plants you know the, yep. the clean burning energy mm -hmm. which doesn't mean too much until they can truthfully create nuclear fission right is the only way it's going to be possible to well, get rid of petroleum products they keep talking about this magical technology that they're waiting for this magical technology that they don't save. have but they don't understand. In order to have that technology created, you have to empower the people that make that technology. How did cars get more efficient? Because the car manufacturers making the cars made the cars more efficient. It's the same with energy delivery. You want cleaner energy. You need to empower those technological power giants to do what they've got to do to make the, like <laughs> politics again. Less government is better. These these dummies that we elect need to we need to get their hands out of everything and say that they're responsible because for essential they, services they, only. They think that uh, yeah. down here, uh, their answer to everything is throw money yeah. at it. Yeah, they've been throwing the taxpayer money. money. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they don't like they don't even like doing that because they think that our money is their money. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, we've got this problem up here. Like Trudeau's, Trudeau, uh, $1.4 trillion, which might not sound like a lot of money. Canada only has 36 million people. 
He spent $1.4 trillion tax dollars for a population of 36 million people. That's how much he's plunged us into debt. Um, when I started my book, um, I forget the, the dollar ratio, the Canada dollar to the, to the U.S. dollar, but it's plummeted. Like it's getting more and more and more funny, funny money where I'm going to need a wheelbarrow of Canadian cash to exchange it for an American dollar. It's uh, it's scary. Well, we're <coughs> we're we're dropping down because their answer to everything is just print more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the answer Backed by what? what? Yeah, everyone's economy is bad. That's <laughs> because well, you guys keep printing this money. <laughs> you keep well. It, the problem is, is they keep printing it and giving it away to other countries. <laughs> Not doing anything with it. I, I forget. Like I, I did a calculation of how many space missions you could do on, like to the to the moon and back with a trillion dollars. It was like thirty six. You could fund thirty six missions to the moon and back. You know, for a trillion dollars or something like that. Three hundred and sixty uh, CN towers. It's a, a big a needle we have here. Three hundred and sixty mm-hmm. of those you could build for that much money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and they just give it away. Give it to their friends. I just want to know what kind of lifelong job I have to sign up for for Elon to put me onto one of those Mars rockets. Because... All all I keep hearing in the back of my mind is the Jetsons. James, stop this crazy thing. I want to get off. And I'm like... It's just maddening, mm-hmm. you know, unbelievably maddening. It's like, you know, yeah, these, these the, people, these people do not have our best interest at heart. And anyone that does needs to open their eyes. They're looking at China and seeing what they're doing to their citizens. And they want to do it here to all of us. Um, they're like, well, they get away with it. Why do they get away with it? Totalitarian. Not, not realizing that they've been getting away with murder for years. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't serve 26 years to command the military and uh uh feel ashamed of who I am or not have express my opinions or be able to form my own thoughts and beliefs. Like that's mm-hmm. just not happening. That's not who I am. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let my child grow up and not think for himself. Like he can form his own opinions and be whoever he wants to be. I'll support that, but Ultimately, it's your responsibility to teach your kids to think for themselves, not let the government do it, not let teachers do it. Oh, I know. Well, all the indoctrinators down here, like my daughter's 14 and she doesn't live with me, but like I'll ask her a question. You know, I'll text her and ask her a question. And she'll be like, huh, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm like, it was a question. Did you read the question? Yeah. I go, it was a simple question. Consider the source that asked it. Right. Simple Simon the Pyman right here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really that complicated. I mean, if you can understand comics, you can understand me. Right. Right. And understand that uh, if you damage my comics, they will never find the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a joke, YouTube. I, I look around at all the stuff I have, and every now and then I, I play with the idea of putting it on eBay, but I, I just can't. I can't part with it. The minute I lose any of this stuff out of my sight, it would depress me. So that's something someone down the road, once I'm in the ground, is going to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I've got like so much stuff. I'm just putting stuff up like left and right. And I see people like buying complete garbage. And then I put up stuff that's like, you know, like 
figures like brand new in the box and or even ones like you know out of the box are are still in like you know great condition and i'm like i don't get it <laughs> it's like they've got like a they've got like a secret code to tell everybody here's all the figures you need to sell this week because this just happened mm. <laughs> i'm not privy to this stuff what I am privy to is comic books. Yes. <laughs> oh, you do look mad in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of mad more like a scatterbrain. You know, uh, I, it's hard for me to focus and stay on track. I'm always trying to do 10 things at once. It's more like mad cow disease, kind of mad, not angry mad. But uh... <laughs> So we have... Fund my comic. Yes, up and running, and it's live, and it's doing. You know. I think is it's it like twelve live, days old now. Or is yeah. it Memorex? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm showing my age. Screw <laughs> you guys! I'm going home. <laughs> the uh, the link for uh, Mad Roots uh, campaign for Fund My Comic is right there in the chat. It's also. Located in the uh, in the write-up, in the description, either down below or up above, depending on where you're watching us. And if you're listening to this in the podcast form, uh, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you will see a my link tree. If you click on that, it'll bring you right to the YouTube channel, so you can actually watch to see all the stuff we're talking about. And uh, there is also a direct link for the Fund My Comic campaign in the description as well. So, let's start by making my cursor work. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, need new computer. Uh, it's... Uh... I think they're they're doing a round of that again. Everyone's having computer problems at the same time, and you got to wonder if they build in some sort of redundancy to make your computer go so slow so that you. Yeah, I, I think up. it's. Uh, they're just like wiring stuff into the updates to make you buy like new stuff. Yep. Where if you wipe if you wipe the memory off your existing hard drives, you can just reboot it with everything back on again and be like, yeah. "Oh, look, it's working again." until the first update <laughs> yeah well it's it's what happens when they uh you know when they turn around and the most useful thing that they ever put on a computer was uh the ability to uh defragment your hard drive mm -hmm. and now they don't allow you to defragment your hard drive hmm at least not on this yep. one, but yeah, because that would compress all the data and free up space. But yeah, we don't want to do that. We want you to buy another hard drive. Yeah, so if they really cared about the environment, they'd go after these companies for forced forced obsolescence of technology, filling our landfills full of you know all these good commercial goods like Gucci and all this stuff. They'll make all these clothes that don't sell. They don't mm -hmm. turn around and do anything good with it. They throw it all in the landfill. All the stuff that we make that goes to the landfill, uh, domestic energy production. Uh, at North, if North America got off foreign oil and got domestic, uh, that would reduce the carbon footprint by something like seven percent. If we stop shippers and tanks and rails and bringing in, so 
you know, they don't care. You know, it's all a farce. Yeah. <clears throat> There's actual solutions there right now that they could be doing. So, uh, right now you've got, you've got two backers, uh, and for seven, two people just gave you $75 for your book. That's awesome. Yes. So I've got a a funding goal of a thousand dollars to make the next piece. So, um, the very first one I was committed, I was going to make it regardless. I had a low $500 funding goals because nothing's going to stop me. I'm making this book come hell or high water just to say I did it because I'm truly passionate about soul tech. So the first graphic novel, 92 pages, uh, dropped on Indiegogo, raised $5,000, which was fantastic. So that can be bought here as well. But on this campaign, when you scroll through, I'm still trying to keep telling the story, right? Because me and um, my artist, Gonzalo, we have a great friendship and he doesn't Mm want to stop and I don't want to stop. But I'm also right now raising $1,000 to make the next 32 issue floppy which is a continuation of the graphic novel. And I, I won't start start that until I can raise the thousand. So, but yeah, eight, we're 8% of the way there. So. <clears throat> so that's what you see in there for $15 is it says issue four. So this all seems confusing. Like, what is this issue four? So basically I took the 92 page graphic novel and I broke it into issue one, two, and three. So that's why mm-hmm. that, that next story, which I'm hoping to complete by the end of this year, is issue four. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, it's good It's good to explain it like that for the simple fact that um, we won't read the description of the need to find out. Yeah. Like, I'm reading it because I'm like, oh, I should look ahead and see what's going on here. I'm like, oh, Arise, part one, one of three. Single issue four periodically. Oh, that explains some of it. Yeah. I'm trying to explain myself again. It's part of being mad. Uh, <laughs> it's madness when you keep repeating yourself. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and that's the graphic novel. So, so, one person who backed that graphic novel, exactly as you're saying, when I go to fulfill the IGG campaign, uh, because he just grabbed the graphic novel, which we're printing, he, we're shipping mm-hmm. it right away. Uh, that's got no delay on it whatsoever. So even though I put that May date in there, that was only if uh, people exceeded my print run and I had to print more. But because I've only sold one so far, we're going to ship that out right away. Um, of course, my question is, uh, is that like a mad beaver <laughs> yeah oh there's so, more than one of them oh damn yeah so a lot of this so again it, it ties into um when george lucas first said uh what was it 2005 he said he wasn't going to make any more star wars movies so even before all this wokeness happened and him selling it to disney i realized that there was going to be a lull in 2005 in science fiction i was like well if he's not going to make any more star wars movies who else is going to make some really epic crazy science fiction type thing so again i was aspiring to be a writer this is going back to 2005 so my escapism in the army so in the army there's a whole lot of sit around and wait right you sit in a trench for three hours freezing yeah. cold and shivering with nothing to do or you wait five hours for a bus or you get there at four in the morning and then the bus doesn't show up till nine so you all sit there in a hangar for five five hours doing nothing so mm-hmm. soul tax started as just a simple concept if i was a fly on the wall six thousand years in the future what would uh humanity be like where where will we be like we're where we are now in roughly six thousand years of civilization coming out of the uh 
the last ice age, where will we be in another 6,000 years? So this was just me just fantasizing and imagining we conquered the solar system. Uh, we had a war with artificial intelligence. And then I need a reason for why artificial intelligence didn't kick our ass, because let's be honest, it would. Uh, we would obviously get into genetic mutation and, and monkeying with DNA and cybernetics. So now to, to get to where I'm going with these. So those are flying feral ferrets. They're like a cross between flying squirrels and ferrets. However, they're cybernetically enhanced, and they speak in three-letter, uh, three-letter, three-word sentences. So they—they're they, very humorous. That uh, they, they cause a lot of monkey business and mischief. But they hang around and they scurry around on his shoulders, and then they lunge off his shoulders uh, as he's firing. So, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, apparently in the future, uh, we we get dudes with uh, one eye, angry beavers, and a cod piece. Yes, yes. A solar panel cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's going to charge your beaver. Yeah, right. right. But I'm <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, I've spent many years just uh, just running this idea in my head and imagining it and playing it out in, in basically a trilogy of three, three graphic novels, uh, the entire story. So I have, like, as you see, it was very easy for me to write the first book. I'm just waiting for that critical feedback on what everyone thinks of that first graphic novel. And uh, like I said, that next issue, thank thankfully, Arrow, Arrow Comics approached me uh, with all everything that went down. Because I honestly didn't know what to do. If Indiegogo had refunded uh, that first campaign and those first 96 backers, I probably would have given up in defeat. Um, I just, you know, I would have been a, a complete mess after that. So the Social Justice Warriors would have won. Congratulations. You completely broke a military veteran. Good job. Um but luckily, Arrow saved the day. Luke jumped in. Randy Zimmerman jumped in. They said, hey, man, you're taking a real pounding here. Like, like, what can we do to help you? And I told Luke, I said, well, writing a graphic novel is an expensive venture, which I've learned. It's not cheap. I'd be interested in breaking this into floppies and taking smaller bites and doing 32-issue periodicals, uh, which, you know, finance, from a financial perspective, it's much easier to manage. And Arrow said, so I sent the PDF. Randy loved the book. Luke loved the book. The fact that Arrow took my book on alone should say something because they don't just take any property under Arrow. They're very particular. Uh, but yeah, so they helped me out. And then Luke obviously helped me out with Fund My Comic. And now I'm able to sell my book in the United States because, you know, the United States is the best. So it's <laughs> exactly where it needs to be. Uh, so all my, local, uh, all my local comic shops and comic cons, they can all kiss my rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, you guys. Yeah. I love it too. I even got a bank account in Chicago. So, you know. <laughs> oh, good. That's a trusted city. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go there to withdraw funds. Oh, okay, good. I was going to say, yeah. Al says hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used to do a lot of his bootlegging coming up here to Canada. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so those are interior pages. As you can see, every page is the same. So right from the cover isn't a trick where you put a nice, beautiful cover on crappy interiors. You can see it's the same artist throughout. And I just tried to create the, the greatest interiors, the, the greatest uh, uh, sequential work, colors. And you can get a, a taste for my for my writing in there as well. So, Oh, that's great writing. <laughs> what can I say? Thug. I like Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare. <laughs> 
Uh, luckily, uh, Kurt Hathaway, he's a, he's a veteran, like, uh, he's got like 3000 books under him, uh, mm-hmm. image studios, all that he's, he, he took on the lettering and he taught me, he taught me a thing or two about script writing and story writing. And he vetted some of those, some of those sound effects and stuff. Yeah. So. Two of them, <laughs> you know, obviously the writing in the art is important. Mm-hmm. The two most undersung heroes in the comic world are letterers and editors. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the things the editors picked up should have been obvious to me, but when you're the only set of eyes looking at it, it looks fine to you. It looks okay to you. And mm-hmm. you just need a second set of eyes in order to do like, why did you write? Like you got that, that expression completely wrong. It's supposed to be this, or you're, you're, you're saying it backwards. It should read like this. And yeah, with the editors, literally, 95% of their feedback was like, absolutely. I changed it to what they suggested. Uh, the mm-hmm. only thing that didn't change was because it was like an inside joke or something that they didn't understand. Right. Like, but, but yeah, no, um, I had fantastic editors, fantastic letter. I had a, a phenomenal creative team. I couldn't ask for, for anyone like so, so grateful for their patience and time. <clears throat> and hey, this is cool for people that, that prefer floppies over, over trades is for thirty dollars plus shipping you can get all four arrow comics versions that's right that's the whole story right there that's yeah that's the first three part that's all three parts of betrayal and then the first part of arise and i'm just trying to raise a thousand dollars i'm not trying to get six figures or five sure i would love that but i just need enough money to keep going and i'm not going to just create a comic book for myself right but yeah, I don't the, want to stop. For thirty-five, uh, you can get the uh, the graphic novel and the new issue. Yeah. So there's a bit of a delay on that. Obviously, that wouldn't ship until December. Yeah, because you got to wait for the new issue to to actually come out. That's right. <laughs> like, see that skull? Like, Gonzalo loves. Yeah, I mean. The, the working relationship I have with Gonzalo is fantastic. He would check in with me. I do the, the sequentials and the layout, so I'm not just some guy who wrote. Uh, like, I do all the sequential work. Like, this is the first graphic novel right there. See how thick that is? And I would give Gonzalo one of these pages a week, and he'd just run off and, and do his thing and create and come back a week later with the finished page. And uh, like I said, we work, we work phenomenal together. Uh, the skull reminds me of the look on Luke's face when the uh, the original launch didn't go as planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's angry, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I'm gonna end the stream now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of praying to do just for the thoughts that just went through my mind. And yeah, yeah that was one of the prayers I made too. And when, when uh, Indiegogo was messing with it, I prayed for those for, for them not to reimburse those 96 backers. Like. You know, reach out to God, just please, like, don't, like, you know, you can only take so much, like, please just l- allow me the opportunity to fulfill for those 96 backers. And my prayers were answered, thankfully. Oh. <clears throat> and and right here, we have uh, Arrow Bundle 2. Mm-hmm. $40, you'll get the full, you'll get one of each, the, the full number one, the Soltac floppy number one. Hero Bot Zero number two, uh, Revolt number two. I've actually got Revolt number one. Yeah, so do I. I bought two copies. I go, oh, there's two, there's two flip flop covers. I kept my favorite cover, and I gave the other one to a good friend of mine who's a huge comic head. 
Um, and uh, he checked it out. He goes, that was pretty cool. Yep. I enjoyed it, you know, because it's all short stories. So it's like, it's really cool. Plus, I had to buy it because uh, I'm a big fan of Marv V and what he's doing on, on Sin Killer. Yep. And that was the first in-print Sin Killer. So. And he's he's got a campaign on Fun My Comic as well. Yeah, he's part yeah. of the Arrow family as well. Yeah, I'm I'm so grateful and appreciative to be part of the Arrow family. I can't thank Luke and Randy enough. Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there going on right now. So, um, and they're trying Hybrid issue get, two and Chrome Dog number one. Yeah. yeah, but they're trying to get us distribution. Like uh, Arrow's going to be on Amazon.com and Walmart.com even. So that's mm-hmm. that's not necessarily in the stores, but the .com. Uh, they're reaching out to distributors, doing everything they can. Like Randy is is breaking his back trying to trying to revive Arrow Comics. So so. Like, oh, I know. <clears throat> Both graphic novels. So is one just like a a black, white, and red, or? Yep, exactly. So yeah, it, just to maximize the 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 artwork. Yeah. So we, we took the, the one uh, 92 pages. So both books are exactly the same layout. There's only a couple tweaks where the cover from one book is like the back page of the other and the cover for the other is the back page of the other. But they're virtually identical. Uh, um, so yeah, we, we took all line art, colored it all, colorized lettering for the color version, and then the black, the blood and ink version, which is line art plus blood effects. We went through every page that involves blood. And then the lettering effects associated with those blood are colored in red. And then there's just, you know, extra blood accentuated squirting out or blood on the knuckles or a pool of blood. So it's a lot more violent and gritty, more like, um, say, 300 or the spirit, you know, uh, mm-hmm. old Frank Miller type stuff. That's that's kind of what I wanted to do with that book. And everyone kept telling me, you know, it's going to cost just as much to print that as the color version. I, said, I don't care. I want to I want a black, white and, and blood version of this book. <laughs> nice. And then fifty dollars is the uh, the first Arrow bundle, which has Hybrids number one, Sin Killer number one, Only Death number one, Herobot zero one, Paragon one, Calico one, Revolt number one, and Rift Riders number one. So if they if they picked up Arrow bundle one and two, I think it's uh, like ninety dollars total. Yeah. But if you add that together, that's something like. Uh, 14 comics i want to say for 90 bucks like that's a pretty good deal yeah because bundle two is six and this is eight yeah Yeah, that's a that's a dozen comics for like 100 bucks yeah that's a pretty good deal and it's on it's only 90 yeah so it's part of every arrow campaign that's what we're doing to support each other so you'll find those same bundles on any hybrids campaign on uh, the chrome dog campaign and uh uh, the Rift Riders campaign. Ooh. <laughs> There's my Hail Mary tear. <laughs> the existential bundle. So that was a that was a working title for my book was the existential threat. Everyone said that's a horrible name, but I still stick it in there just to, just to be silly. It's not the title of anything official in Soltac, though. But, uh... <laughs> I, w- I was joking around with somebody the other day that's uh, working on writing their first book. And uh, they have, like, a lot of our same values. I go, 
you could sell that to conservatives that don't even buy comics. Mm-hmm. How so? I go, you just titled the book, Let's Go Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And he laughed and laughed and goes, there's no way I'm calling my book that. He goes, maybe FJB, but, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So all six books here, Betrayal Volume 1, the the Blood and Ink version, all four single issues. So that's a that's a pretty good. Oh, that's deal. it. Okay, I'm like, there's there's a lot more words on the screen that yeah. I'm like, I'm like trying to like scan through and. I'm like, yeah. I probably here. could Why simplify just have that. Tell us what's there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's just just basically everything that's that's going to be printed except for the half issue. The half issue is exclusive to the Indiegogo campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like I didn't put any stretch goals on this, but it is in the back of my mind that I would like to take that first half hat issue and make it an Arrow Comics product and get someone to graphic design it a little better. But that has a price tag attached to it. And as you see, I've only raised uh, $75. So that's that's something down the road if this campaign. Yeah, takes that's, off. it's not happening but this evening. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. But it is there. It's in my brain. So, like, if I can raise that thousand dollars, then then I can start work on a rise. So, <laughs> Get some panels. So this panel right here, mm-hmm. with the uh, the futuristic uh, samurai girl there. When I first saw her, the first thing that came to my mind was an old like eighties slash nineties indie comic called Trekker. Hmm. And it was like a female lead. And it was a it was like a future thing. Wow. Futuristic thing. It just reminded me of of her, like, you know, body armor and this is, you know, samurai body armor. And uh Apparently, she has a Ginsu 4.5 uh, knife here, so. Because <laughs> she just sliced open a briefcase full of butter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, relax. Yeah, so there's just, a lot of cool stuff in here, and uh... every page, every page is like that too. Like I know they say to put your best pages in there, but I just, you know, it's, you have such a wrestle with not wanting to spoil the book, not wanting to give away too much stuff, but at the same time, you want to put great pages in there. So those are basically pages I wrestled with, where the art was good enough that it didn't give away enough. But I'm telling you, every page is is. It's just as good as the last. So Gonzalo really takes pride in which you can see. Gonzalo, he loves he loves to work. He loves doing sequentials. Um, it's not that uh, he's done a couple comics in the past, but it's just with me he can explore it. He's not have some person with their thumb under him directing what he has to do. It's very much a collaborative effort with me and Gonzalo, and I think we're both having just as much fun making this. So. <laughs> 
So currently, this is this is up with no end date, right? But you want to get it sooner than later because the the sooner you buy the uh, the trade, the sooner you will probably get it because uh, unless well, like you know five million people decide this is the book so, for them and they have to get it, like there might be a printer's wait. <laughs> yes, exactly you know? that that. That's exactly right. So one of the big things that uh, Luke sold me on was when I told him what my print cost was here in Canada. So here, in order to make it cost-effective to print, you have to spend a massive amount of money. Like a printer Mm -hmm. won't even look at you if you're not printing a 1,000-plus books. So again, I was going to be drowning in books here with no sales. And and down there in the States, uh, Luke can print 50 trades, just, just a bundle of 50 trades, reasonably priced, and you can still make a profit off that. And then he has his prices as well for periodicals, which is extremely reasonable. So once he told me what he could print for me, it was half of what my print cost would be here in Canada. So, But you're right. We've only overprinted by about 20 books because Luke, Luke isn't big on having a bunch of books sit around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely once that basically overprint of 20, like you said, can be mailed right away, then we're going to have to go back and print the next bundle of 50. But it's essentially in demand it's in demand printing so yeah because uh if if it's that huge of a savings for you it's going to be cheaper to have him print them and just mail you the ones that you have to ship within canada that's exactly what we're doing yep. and even and- that is a ridiculous amount of shipping costs even within your own country <laughs> yes but yeah, I'll, I'll have a I'll have a an inventory of them here as well. So I'll be going around the neighborhoods and putting up posters and flyers and just reaching out and trying to sell as many copies here. And it's all committed. All the money goes back into the project. This isn't about pocketing anything. It's just to keep Soltac alive. Mm-hmm. To uh, to fund the next issue. Exactly. And the issue after that. And the issue after that. And the yeah. issue after that. That's right. Uh, and don't worry under no circumstances will this ip be sold to disney no (laughs) no if if i have a fan base that once people have had this book and they tell me they love it i'm 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 very much committed to making it for the fans yeah Mm -hmm. because that's why i made it that's what drove me to do this was my being upset with what the mainstream had done to all the properties that i love all the properties that we all love i said fine i'll go out and do it myself yeah i was just like I have been buying comics since 1974. The other year, I finally quit. I was down to only like a couple of titles. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like four books that I had been buying since I was a kid. Um, I will loop like all the Batman books together, being being the two core Batman and Detective. I see that as the continuation of the same book, even though they used to not be just once in a while. And then they were like, well, we just bounce it back and forth. We can pump out these stories quicker and force them to buy more books or simply to just quit. (laughs) Um, But it was like Marvel. All I was getting was Immortal Hulk because that that run was amazing. Uh, I've got like four long boxes of nothing but Incredible Hulk books. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
And my, the thing that made me go, nope, I'm dropping Hulk too, uh, was as soon as I heard they were putting Donny Cates on the book. I've had interactions with Donny Cates, and he's a nice guy. I just don't like his writing. Because he found a formula that worked at Marvel, and he turned into the rinse and repeat guy. He tells the same story with a totally foobar flip on it. And I'm like, all the money people wasted on Cosmic Ghost Rider just to find out Cosmic Ghost Rider was Frank Castle. Really? Really? And his bike tires are like a couple of bubbles. Oh. Uh, so I started the hashtag uh, I hates the Cates. And he responded to me one day on Twitter. He goes, I don't think that's going to have the effect that you think it does. I go, no, it does. I'm just expressing my opinion. <laughs> it, it is now. Thanks for the signal boost. <laughs> like, yeah. I go, uh, I go for once. I have a, I have a tweet about Donny Cates. That's not ratioed. <laughs> he, he, uh, he was hope he was, he was hoping that like all his fans were going to, were going to jump on and, you know, Twitter mob me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't I, care. I, I, I'm convinced now when these pros like throw Comics Gate or throw a tweet up about Comics Gate, it's got nothing to do with that. They're just desperate for attention. They're not getting mm-hmm. any attention. They're not getting on any books. They've probably reached out. You know, I'm looking for work. I'm looking for work. I'm looking for work. And no one's responding to them. So they go, hmm, target Comics Gate, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe if I do a bit of virtue signaling, maybe it'll lead to some work, which it seems to, right? If they, if they go and they take their lashes on, on Twitter, they get rewarded. Yeah. It's a, it's a very silly game. <clears throat> it's like, I've decided I wanted to do my own thing, so I've left Marvel, and I'm going to Substack. Yeah. Oh, and, and ComicsGate is a hate group. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, as we found him the other day. Uh, shoot, I wish I could remember the name. Uh, it, it's on Luke's, Luke Stone uh, Studios' l- latest video. I don't know if you watched that. But a whole bunch of those SJW creators that have all disappeared are all wondering, like, where are they? Like, where's Mags? Where's, um, uh, I, I can't name all the names, but a whole whack of them. They've all created their own platform under a comic label. It's mm-hmm. mixed with Comixology. So they basically, they took Comixology and whatever audience it had. They took some sort of comic company that maybe you would recognize the name. None of us do. But, you know, it's some sort of small name comic. And they merge those together. All the SJWs are on there. All of their comic books, which none of us have heard of, are on there. They reached out to a bunch of bands, like music bands. I'm not going to mention some of the names. They're going to apparently do comic books for those bands. Like, okay. And they threw it all together, and they gave it a $2 billion evaluation of this this company that they're forming. <laughs> they're hoping someone's going to buy it. But, yeah. If if you go watch that that uh, that show on Luke's the most recent show on what Luke's was it channel. Nerdcap or yeah. Bacon? Yeah, it was Cap? last night. Oh, Nerd last Cap. night. Okay, yeah. Yep. But yeah, very interesting. Luke dug that up. So. Yeah, my girlfriend and I were uh, were binging the entire first season of The Sinner last night. So. Oh, nice. 
good show. <laughs> of course, I couldn't I couldn't think of where I knew Bill Paxton from because he's gotten so old and had a beard. But uh, there were a lot of demented stuff in there, but it was, you know, overall a good show. He came came a long way from the first Terminator. Your clothes, give them to me now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm like, no, don't, don't, no. Oh. <laughs> Crazy things that we thought were hilarious back in the day were now like, yeah. no, no. I will buy you new clothes. Don't make that <laughs> old guy walk around naked. <laughs> We know the first thing out of his mouth is going to be him trying to imitate George Costanza from the Seinfeld show. I was in the pool! Right, right. Uh. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know about shrinkage? <laughs> yeah, it happens in cold water and whenever we see a picture of Margaret Thatcher naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That'll almost make it fall off. <laughs> I have two innings now. It's, a, it's such strange times we have. Like celebrities used to be like, you know, the the most beautiful looking women and, you know, the most alpha looking men and now we're just settling for frumpy, overweight, average looking, you know, that don't do anything for anybody. Yeah, strange. Unless they're in a superhero movie. Yeah. Then they have to stay juiced up twice a day and in the gym like eight hours. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Part of their clause to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other than that, you know, we have Brendan Fraser in the in the whale who put on like what six hundred pounds to play the role. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was wondering why he was looking so fat in the uh, the last season of Doom Patrol. <laughs> And and then they tried to cancel him over that for being a fake a fake overweight. <laughs> You're appropriating fatness. Oh my story. god! <laughs> like, what? Okay. Well, That's called acting. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, well, yeah. oh, well, you can. It's just they don't like you afterwards. You're a bad guy now. You're a whole bunch of horrible words. Right? How dare you have your own opinions and thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm flipping through like reels the other day and uh, like the short form videos, and uh, a Joe Rogan post come you know Joe Rogan short form comes up, and he's got Robert Downey Jr. on with him, and they're talking about a certain movie. I'm a dude. What's playing a dude? What's playing another dude? He goes. So, Tropic Thunder, could you make that movie now? Well, you could, but <laughs> you'd never make another one. <laughs> I'm so glad they stood by their, their ground and they said that they they still support that movie. I was worried that Ben Stiller and, and, and Robert and all them were all going to go SJW and, you know what I mean? Because oh, I love yeah, that they, movie. Well, they, they tried to get the rest of the cast to go all SJW on Ben Stiller. Yeah. And he was 100% unapologetic. He's like, yeah. no. He's still successful because he's fighting back. Well, not fighting back, but just not playing along. He's not playing the game. Same with yeah. Tom Cruise. He's not playing the game either. He wouldn't let it affect Tom, Top Gun, and look how well Top Gun did, right? 
I'm not mm. doing it. So I wish more people would do that, stand up to it, because that's all it is. It's like ideal, ide- imposing ideological belief and, and one political spectrum trying to claim moral superiority. And we're the good people. And if you don't vote for us, you're with the bad people. Like, that's not democracy. <laughs> A one-party system isn't democracy. <clears throat> well, thank God for Joe Biden, because if it wasn't for him... And me voting for Trump, I would never know that I'm not black. Yeah. Uh, well, we got the same problems here. We've got proof of Chinese interference in our last election. It's obvious that they infused money and that they were contributing money politically. Uh, and the party that they did it for is the one running their own investigation into their own uh, Chinese interference in election. So again, they're gonna. We've investigated ourselves and we've determined we did nothing wrong, right? Well, same same thing here. So apparently AOC's boyfriend has become buddy buddy with Sleepy Joe. Uh-huh. And he was the one overseeing the non-interference of the 2020 election. And I'm like, really? You hired an investigator who has quite literally slept his way to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I always wonder when she talks about, you know, she talks about white supremacy. Is she talking about her own husband? You know, like... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I'm just like, <clears throat> are you, I, I love it when they try to paint that whole picture with like, you know, some kind of, you know, attack or this or that. And then it disappears from the news cycle like it was never there because they found out uh, eh, it wasn't a white guy. Yeah, they were wrong again, wrong again. Yeah, yeah. And it just dis- disappears like that. Someone should actually sit down and take count of all the times they were wrong, right? Like the vaccines will stop you from catching or spreading it. Wrong. Masks will protect you. Wrong. It wasn't a lab leak. Wrong, right? You know, like we could I, I had a show day. on the other day that played uh, a little game they like to call ping pong Fauci. <laughs> and it was quite literally yeah. all the times he went back and forth on the masks uh even up to should people be wearing two masks well that's kind of overkill right back into yeah well the cdc has recommended that the more go, masks oh, the better you mean, <laughs> you, you mean the the federal department that gets paid by the administration to tell them whatever they want mm-hmm just like uh, the uh, the dangers of aluminum chloride were, were taken down for the first time ever off the CDC website for dangerous toxins. Uh, right after they did the burn, like the day before they did the burn off from Ohio. Right. Yeah, I heard. But yeah, the stuff, like, the, all the stuff that we're burning. Yeah, let's. Uh... Yeah, that's not sus at all, as the kids would say. Uh, yeah which is fine i mean i get it they they didn't want it to bleach in the environment and be there for the next 100 200 300 years but don't lie to people but know? now it is and and worse they've turned it into a complex molecule 
uh, that will destroy everything in the human body. They told them it was safe to drink the water. It's not safe to drink the water because it's in everything. Because they didn't want to pay the money to to house these people and move them all out and compensate them financially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, he was too busy giving like another like $9 trillion to Ukraine. And and nothing like telling the banks now that they can just do whatever. They can take whatever adverse risks they want to take. The the government will bail you out. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. It's like the banks are safe. I'm like, oh, we're so screwed. (laughs) <laughs> no they're not because that panic uh will lead people to take money out of the banks which will make the banks 100 percent unsolvent yep they won't have that money anymore to play with <clears throat> you know and i'm like oh yeah just, oh it all comes down to human greed, doesn't it, right? Like, you can virtue mm-hmm. signal all you want and all these buzz whistles and I'm a nice person, a good person, but ultimately, human beings are greedy by nature. And even if you aren't and have the best of intentions, as soon as your, you know, spoiled offspring come along a generation or two removed, they're going to become greedy narcissists. It's just the way it is, you know, because they and don't they understand. All they all think that they're entitled to everything, That no, because... Towards the end of COVID, the government was paying people that could have gone back to work to stay home from work. And they were paying them more money than they got when they were actually working. So they they all got lazy and decided that they were never going back to work. They were just going to let the government pay them forever. Except nothing is forever. So during those months of COVID, actually, when I first started working on Soltac, I was responsible for all the privates in all of Canada for my trade. So I was armored, armored reconnaissance. So every untrained private in all of Canada, I think I had 650 of them to that effect. Uh, they answered to me every day. So I had to create a network of people to call people. So every day people had to answer one phone call a day just to make sure everyone's okay, right? And you believe how hard that is to organize 650 people calling and then networking back all of their complaints and problems. And I had all these kids who wanted to quit. They wanted to quit the army because they wanted to get the government handout check because their friends were getting the government handout check but didn't have to answer a phone every day. So like, are you kidding me right now? You literally want to quit a career because you don't want us to call you on a telephone every day, you know? And then they're like, I, I'd like to get a job right now while I'm waiting. No, we're paying, we're paying text, you to stay home. Yeah. We don't, we don't like paying? it. We don't like it when our texting machine rings yeah. and we have yeah. to actually talk to people and look yeah. up from the screen. Yeah. Oh, it's insanity. You know, wanting to is. pursue a job on the side. And it's like, no, we're paying you to stay home. I'm we're your employer, but yeah, mm-hmm. same thing you're saying, paying them to stay home. Uh, oh, by the way, if you quit the military, we will send the military police to your house <laughs> to come get you uh, and drag you back. Uh, well, not not in Canada, though. No, nah, we don't have that ability. All they do is they uh, the amount of money of the gear. If you don't return the gear, they take it out of your taxes eventually at some point. Well, that's like everything. Yeah, you owe us this much money for all that gear you kept that we didn't even bother telling you we wanted it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like. By the way, you might want to stay in the military. It's the only way you can legally own a gun in the country. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I would just tell these kids like, "What are you?" But like, I just ask them like, "What's your plans? What are you gonna do?" Like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get back in." How hard was it for you to get in the first time? Right? Like, 
oh, it took about a year and a half. So you're going to struggle to do that. So when those government handout checks run out, you're going to spend another year and a half trying to get back in. I was like, do you realize this time is pensionable right now? Like you're collecting a pension sitting at home. You've got a pretty good deal right now. All you have to do is answer a freaking telephone. And I'm, am, am I a horrible person? Am I mean to you? Am I barking or screaming at you? Like unbelievable. <laughs> no, that would have been me. Yeah. But yeah. And then finally, yes, you know, yes. I'd finally bring them all around. But yeah, that was what I spent every day between making Soltac was answering all these phone calls. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Everyone's How lazy are kids today? Uh, it's harder. It's well, definitely not like it used to be. Like with our generation, running, we used to go running to answer the phone, not knowing who it was. Right. So what I like to equate is our generation would look for things we could improve. Hey, if we pull all the kit out and clean it, let's do it. Hey, let's go test it. Hey, let's go. Like we would be proactive, right? Same mm -hmm. thing at work. Let's mop the floors. Let's make the place look nice. If we start clean up now, when the end of the day comes, boop, we can just swipe our card and get out of here. But you find with the generation now, they're just glued to their phones. You literally have to first stop them, get them to close their phone, pay attention to me, tell them to do something. Then they act like you're asking the world of them, like, oh, my God, you want me to mop this room? Oh, like, and then they do the task and then they go back to their phone being uh, glued to their face so there's no like it's very much like a communist nation right there's no incentive uh to, to do anything yeah no this is this is what we're, we're raising yeah it's very very uh, sad yeah wait till all the governments have have the internet shut down on them well i mean we're, it's affecting we're getting dumber politicians we're getting dumber law enforcement dumber ambulance dumber doctors uh mm -hmm. we're losing our technological lead our ability to create anything and um, the rest of the world is just sailing past us. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous now. Yeah. I'm just uh... yeah. Stifle innovation and creativity. Brilliant. That's a brilliant strategy. Strategy. Mm -hmm. Well, thank goodness for comic books. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love the fact that I can make a multi-million-dollar story on on the like a multi-billion-dollar story with all the explosions and effects and as cool as I want. I can design my own characters and my own universe, my own world for, for relatively cheap, all things considered, right? Comic yeah. books is a great is a great medium. <clears throat> we used to I love call it. that imagination playtime. Yeah, yeah. Which then inspires the rest of like uh, inspires future TV shows and movies and all, all the IPs that exist. The vast majority of them first started in comics. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And now apparently they don't want anything that wasn't a comic book. Yeah, yeah. It's like we so. want you to establish it, establish an IP uh, that makes X amount of money uh, yearly, and uh, then we'll buy it from you. Right. So now, like all these screenwriters and producers are all diving into comic books. It's it's incredibly hard to, to to strike that lightning in a bottle and get that fan base. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes nope. a lot of work and a lot of time. And I mean, definitely you see it. Like a lot of the creators that are with us now. I mean, they spent thirty years building that fan base that they have that following. Yeah, and it's just you know, even I remember back in the day, uh, like all the all the big like legendary names now, all started out like in indie comics. Mm -hmm. uh you know mike luckily Grell, someone 
someone wise in mainstream comics luckily saw their potential and saw their talent and plucked them, which isn't really happening anymore. Oh, I know. <clears throat> hey, Edwin. Hail. Hail. <laughs> Edwin pops in and pops out quicker than a Mo Biggs. There's always just so much going on, but I mean, I, I appreciate all of it. I mean, I yeah. do the same thing. I, I yeah. try as much as I can to dig myself, whatever I'm doing and go out and support others that are supporting me. And we're all supposed to support each other as best as oh, we yeah. can. Right. I mean, I, I can, can I can always tell when it's almost time for Bancroft to come on Yeah, <laughs> because I start seeing random people popping up and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yep. They just, they just went, they just went back on their phones or or, or laptops or what have you and uh jump in, in the jumping in the chat for the bogan nice. and like yeah seeing what's up seeing what's going on yeah reaching yeah. out no it's great i mean it's, it's so wonderful we have this community Just... pop in lock comment trick youtube into thinking that i've got like you know a thousand fans and not you know <laughs> 360 that pop in on the on the on the backside well, well, that's what they do. And when people like, I, I lost, I lost ten subscribers and stuff. Well, you didn't lose anybody. What YouTube did was they froze those accounts to make them verify, verify their email address again to make sure they're not just a bot account, so mm -hmm. that they can call everyone's uh, followers, so that you have less followers, and then they have to pay out less, right? So, well, they don't pay people, me anything. That's why I will yeah. say anything. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I can use, you know, music that's uh, still copyright and stuff. Hey, why not? I, I, I don't lose any monetization. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to strike your channel. For what? Yeah. Well, you don't have permission to. I don't care. No. Well, there's certain stuff the artists allow you. They just, they, they take whatever revenue. But uh, yeah. And then there's those artists out there that, yeah, you do it. Your channel instantly gets struck. You know, the Metallica, Metallica Napster effect. Right. <clears throat> oh. Napster, all oh, the good old days. Yeah. When I was so lazy of a DJ that instead of compiling down and burning best of CDs, the songs that I would play the most of, I would do the same thing, but I would go on Napster and download them and go, boop, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just go from there. Yep. <coughs> and now it's just... You know, it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> I was joking with a girl I worked with earlier. Uh, she had like a bad injury to her knee. If she was like my age, she'd be like in the hospital with a hematoma right now. Like I had. <laughs> that was fun. Mm -hmm. I'm still not healed. It's been a year. Yeah. Uh, but I told her about that. She got all scared. And she's like, well, I'm going to try going to work. Dancer. I'm going to try going into work. And then they put brand new flooring on the stages. Oh. And she's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I go, well, since they're doing that, uh, since they're putting brand new floors on the stages, uh, ask them to put in the handicap rent to the DJ booth so I can finally come back to work. It's only been like 12 years. <laughs> yeah. I might remember how to do something. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I would. I wouldn't go back into that lifestyle again. Yeah, no, it was. It was fun when I was a smoker, and you could smoke indoors. That killed bars for me when they kicked all the smokers out. You had to go smoke outside. Yeah. Uh, well, we ha we have we have. Uh, well, the place I used to work at has like you know a pretty you know 
a very sizable like outdoor patio mm-hmm. with you know all kinds of furnishings and they they change it up like every year they change the whole design and furniture and everything but mm-hmm. i'm like and once in a while i still have a nightmare that i'm that i'm still working there and get conned into working the grill on a friday night cooking onions and peppers i hate onions and peppers mm. <laughs> oh. uh, those are the good days though uh, yeah my 20s <laughs> when i knew nothing and liked yeah. it yeah uh, now i know too much and Oh. <laughs> I'm just like uh. so uh in parting uh go to fundmycomic.com and uh get yourself some soul tech today. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> please and thank you. <laughs> And I can't wait. Like I said, those who backed the first campaign, the, the books are at the printers. Both me and Luke are committed to, to having that fulfillment happen in April. So we're just around the corner. So, exciting times. <laughs> April. Yeah. The deadline for tax returns here. And I mean, but I, on the I plus launched... side, you could be getting your copy of Soltech in the mail. Yeah. And I only launched in September. So that's a pretty good quick turnaround. That's like six, yeah. six months, six months from the launch. So, uh, looking into the future, if you're going to be going floppies on everything, um, how many books do you think you're going to be able to uh, do in a year for Soltech? So, yeah, because of, because we only do roughly a page a week, uh, so 32 pages, 32 weeks. You know, you get the idea. It's about a book, a book every year, book. A book every 10 months, let's say. Yeah. Because Gonzalo doesn't just exclusively work on Soltac. And he's not, he's not like, he's not like the mainstream just trying to pump these books out with simple art. You can tell by these pages, he sits there and he, he does very detailed, intricate line art. So a week a page is a pretty good turnover, I think. But 10 months a book. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, the, the goal is to have these three trade paper blacks stand side by side for all time is is my goal this isn't a a pump and dump like some people they make these books and you know once you've read it it goes in the garbage yeah i don't i don't do that i tend i tend to keep them although there's been a few books that i may have backed that might have been past the point of slight disappointment (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, yeah. I wish I had a fire pit disappointment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like in the '90s, I used to walk out of the comic book store with like a fistful of books. I was a huge Image fan, so I would try to grab every oh, Image I'm type sorry. on the rack. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like, yes, we know it's pretty pictures. Yeah, but that's all it is. It was enough for me though, and I loved it. I loved the time. But yeah, I mean, I would clear out the rack, and I'd come home and eat a bowl of macaroni and buy a two for a beer, and I'd work my way through a fistful of comics, and I would do that every week, right? And and you're right, about 2018, I think I realized I was down to two titles. I was only buying the Star Wars Vader and the Walking Dead, and then when the Walking Dead ended, like I've been reading that since 2003, it was like, okay, well. I, after watching The Last Jedi and The Walking Dead ending, there's no reason for me to go to a comic book store anymore. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was the end. 
I was done. I was like, I guess I'm done reading comics. And then I discovered this community. So, yeah, well, there was there was that, and they won't allow you in their comic book stores. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Now I'm not welcome because uh, you know I don't I don't I'm against wokeism. Horrible. How dare I have an opinion? <laughs> I'm I'm against the lefties telling me what to think and believe and say. No, no, you don't get to decide what I believe and what I say. I don't care. I don't vote for you, and I don't agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, you're not allowed to shop here anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's all right. They they made they made things better for me. I had two thousand dollars in sales out of that, and joined Arrow Comics and moved my book to the United States. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Comic Book Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So before you go, mm -hmm. tell me what the last book that you backed was and the last book that you read was. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm working my way through hybrids right now. So uh, I'm waiting to finish issues eight and nine. So I'm actually reading Luke's, Luke's book, Hybrids. is the most recent I've read. Uh, Herobot 01, uh, right before that as well. I threw that in there. I'm going to have to pick up a list. Last book I backed because I'm waiting on like 30 campaigns right now. Uh, <laughs> Is it everybody? Yeah, pro, 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 uh, projectile reptile was the last one I backed. <clears throat> yeah. Insert joke here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a projectile reptile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call him Russell the One to Muscle. One-eyed trouser snake. Yeah, it, it's it's more of a drip nowadays, you know. Old age sucks. <sighs> but uh, I'm looking forward to like if if I can get more backers on my book on Fun My Comic, definitely I'm going to start supporting some of the other books on Fun My Comic. Like I said, Marv's books caught my eye. It's it's sitting at zero dollars fulfilled. No one's no one's backed it yet. Um, uh, Century, oh, what's it called? Oh, my my brain, I'm terrible. Uh, it's on the other channel right now. Uh, and I don't want to butcher the title of his book, but that looks incredible. Oh, Shadow Sentry. Shadow Sentry, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Eric's book, yeah. Yeah, I'll be back in that very soon. I told Belmont he's getting Smokes the Fox on, on Fun My Comic as soon as he launches that. So, But yeah, I'm, I'm getting off Indiegogo after what they did for me because I'm a big believer, don't give your money to people that hate you. They hate yeah. you. They don't like you. They're shadow banning you. Why would you keep taking your business to these people? Why would you continue to enrich these people? The way to change them is starve them of oxygen and starve them of money. So it just makes things easier for me. I'm only going to back things on Fun My Comic. So. Yeah, I mean... It's I'm right there and all the stuff that they've that they've got in the pipeline that they're you know they're gonna be doing. Um you know the of course the the big thing is the uh you know the the checkout so you don't mm -hmm. have to keep going back in and redoing everything. Yeah. Uh I know Luke said when I asked the question the other night, he said that uh they're gonna be working up codes that uh creators can give give to their uh their fans and and backers to use that'll give them a discount so they won't be paying separate shipping for like every tier they want to back yep. uh until they get that done and uh i know another big thing that uh he wants to get done by the end of the year is uh 
to uh, get the coding done so everybody can uh, start doing like, you know, mailing lists, but he's also doing, he either already did the tutorial or is gonna do the tutorial on how to how to generate a mailing list like through Google. Right. So, because, yeah. you know, Google doesn't know enough about us already. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's even got a tutorial up right now on Fun My Comic. It's like the first video on how to create a campaign. Oh, good. And, yeah. and even then, before it gets approved, uh, him and Todd and they have other people working for them. They'll go through your campaign and make suggestions and stuff for you to change and stuff. But once they approve your campaign, it's approved. They've looked at it and they said this is good to go. There's no reason for it to come down or be shadow banned. The fact that they approved it means they looked at it. Unlike these other sites where you get approved. And once your funding comes, they take it down. Or when some SJW complains because you're not a nice person, uh, you get shadow banned or taken down. Like what happened to Mike Barron, right? No, no, no. Once you're up on Fund My Comic, you're good to go. Oh, Mike Barron, the problem with that was one, one of the loony lefties uh, wrote a hit piece on a, on a far left trash rag to get him, you know, to get him kicked off. But it even happened. Uh, Indiegogo even did it to uh, Pizza Medi. With that thing for blood realm yep. well it wasn't even six months prior that that exact image was like the lead image for the creator's actual campaign for that issue yeah. Yeah. That no problems no interruptions made, made yeah. like really good money did really well and then they just go to share that exact same image to use it this is too violent mm-hmm is well, it as is it as violent as Antifa firebombing cars? It's it's no coincidence. IGG merged with Gibson Go or one I forget, one of those one of those like I don't know if it's Gibson Go or one of those, and then they brought in a whole new trust and safety team, and that's when all their problems started happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trust trust and safety, <laughs> the SS of the digital world. Right. The thought police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that crazy mean woman from that Harry Potter movie, all dressed in pink. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they almost had a government. They almost had a government agency of thought police. The, oh, they still do. Califragilistic. They they changed. <laughs> oh yeah, because she did a song for it. They're like, oh no, we're not doing that. Yeah. No. It's yeah, a okay. Too loony. Yeah. They they found out about crazy. it, so we're not doing it. Uh, the same way I, sh- the same way PayPal released that. Uh, uh, if our trust and safety find detrimental things on your social media, we're just going to fine you five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna what? Yeah. You don't. Oh, like that went out by things? mistake. <laughs> and then, not even a month later, they slid it back in. Yeah. Yeah. And they make it near impossible to cancel your PayPal account now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't cancel. You can't cancel it through not interacting with PayPal. You actually have to call them during business hours and stay on hold for about three or four hours to get through to them to cancel them. And then they just keep asking the same redundant questions. What can we do to improve? I'd be calling my credit card company and just saying it's theft. PayPal's literally trying to steal from me. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I, I switched accounts. There's nothing on my old card because mm-hmm. it was like a deposit card for my check. Uh, did away with it. 
and I have a, I have a new account that's not not known anywhere. So mm -hmm. I'm like, but, nope. uh, but here at least in Canada, we've had the government uh, on a couple of tents and the banks make make uh, ways into intruding on people's bank accounts, like you said mm -hmm. with the protesters. Uh, sure, some of it was targeting. Uh, whatever, a few individuals, but there were innocent people caught up in that that simply gave $5 to the, the crowdfunding that end up having their bank accounts frozen. Like, imagine that. Imagine donating $5 to something and all of a sudden you can't access your bank anymore. Like, wow. Like, well, crippling are, families and ability to pay. What they're doing is, is they're pushing for digital currency worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the reason they hate anybody using the the phrase new world order is because we're not supposed to know about it, <laughs> but we do. Well, they just figured and, there's enough dummies out there that they've convinced that they're good, virtuous people. They're going to continue to go along with being good, virtuous people. As mm -hmm. long as you can make enough of an idiot sheep society. And I hate using that sheep word, but that is essentially what they are. And, and they're dumb enough to buy into it. They'll go along with it. And it seems to be working. They're maintaining, uh, at least a voting, not, I don't know if it's a voting majority, but they're maintaining power as a result of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like. Like here, our dummy, the last two elections, I know we talk about popularity vote and doesn't mean shit, but the last two elections, he did not have the majority of the votes, not even close, maybe 30 something percent, but because mm -hmm. it's so split, right? But yeah, 30% of the population and 70% are voting against you. The majority of the people do not side with you. Right. Yeah, uh, it was his daddy's money that's kept him there. Yeah, or in Chinese money, which we've now proven. Well, it's one and the same, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Foreign, foreign money, foreign oil. I mean, almost everybody gets their printing done in China now. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. They were finding out what was it? Gunpowder, uh, gun all the uh, explosives that goes bang, and all of our explosive stuff. Yeah, we were completely relying on China for that. Imagine going to war with them and they just stopped giving us the ability to blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> that would just suck. Oh, yeah, scary. I would be like, we don't even have to mount like a big attack against them. Just send Chuck Norris over. <laughs> uh, we got to do something, you know. We got first human greed. Uh, something about human greed getting regulated. I mean, I'm not smart enough to figure this stuff out, but yeah, yeah, it's it just did. gotten out of hand. It's. <clears throat> We, we, we have power now to do something, but people need to wake up. Yeah. Uh, or we won't that, have it for much longer. Another generation, it. we're screwed. <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, they, they, they've stopped attacking Trump to a point because they're too busy attacking DeSantis. Yeah, the next Cause one. Because they, yeah. they fear DeSantis. He is literally Nazi Germany in corporeal form. He's the new Hitler. Really? I could have sworn even as far back as two years ago that Trump was Hitler. How can they both be Hitler? But support Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> Literal what descendants of Nazis what a in their scam military. That is. Yeah. I told people that like I'm not against you support Ukraine, but uh you're calling people Nazis. Are you fully aware that you know? There's descendants in there that are quite proud that they're descendants of Nazis 60 years running in their military. So your little uh, Ukraine flag, you might want to stop calling people Nazi it's supporters. Like, you don't <laughs> realize yeah. that 
when they talk about the deep state that Ukraine is the deep deep state. Right, right. There was a time when we wouldn't push past a certain part of Berlin and we agreed that this is our half of the world and this is your half of the world. And we and have the, infringed. And the, and the, the worst part of that is the fact that where do you think all these dirty people in Washington wash their illicit money? It's through right. all these big corporations that we put inside of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no you reason. Know, why, why do you think Biden got the guy that was going to investigate his son, uh, probably Clinton? Uh, and speaking of the Clintons, mm-hmm. Ukraine year after year is usually the biggest contributor to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, we, which you we give find. Hunter Biden a job on an energy board. <laughs> Who would give Hunter Biden a job anywhere? Yeah. I go, and I think I think we all know that his his uh, his enterprise of artistry with his finger paints uh, yeah. was just a uh, a massive kick up, so they could have access to the uh, not just the worst president ever, but the dumbest. I just like to know who bought those paintings. I would love to know the names. Um. They won't tell us. I bet they live in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. And China. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It just never ends. It's just like, uh, and it does, it makes you defeat. It makes you want to give up. It makes you want to stop the fight. And just, I've said this so many times. I'm just going to live out my days and not fight the fight, but that's not me. I'm too much of a, I have too much yeah. respect for my freedom. I fought for my freedom for 26 years. I'll be damned if I'm just going to roll over and give it away. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to roll over and play dead for anything less than the Swedish uh, bikini team. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the way they looked 35 years ago. <laughs> Right. Yeah, not the current ones. Oh, no, I don't no, want to. No. I don't want. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Can you send somebody from the Swedish bikini team over? Sure, Miller. Um, Mullen Delvaney will be right there. Like, no. <laughs> uh, it, it. I. I saw. I saw. Uh, somebody did like a editorial cartoon, and uh, it showed. A woman like down on one knee serving her husband breakfast in bed back in the 50s uh, to her being down on one knee in front of a trans woman. <laughs> you know, a dude. Yeah. Right. It's like, really feminism? So what? what are you fighting for now that you fought for all these supposed rights uh, just to have the right to have everything. Con- you just fought for the right to have everything controlled by a man who thinks he's a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, it's holding virtue as a, as a shield, right? So they, yeah. they ran out of real actual like social justice, like legitimate uh, complaints of equality. So they made equality itself a bad thing. I mean, I, I've read the rhetoric uh, in the army now. Those who say equality are suffering from white fragility and they're opposed to uh, whatever, uh, like all kinds of stuff. Like what? No, equality is equality is treating everyone equally. With the, that, that's, that's the peak. You can't go anywhere from there. So they had to invent, you know, 
holding up marginalized people and people of racial like imagine a political party thinking you represent like a bunch of white dudes i represent people of color and i represent uh the gay community as a white person i do and no you don't you don't represent any of those things it's just it's a shield and a sword for them to to wave around to say i'm a good person it's literally all it is they're not fighting for anything they're exploiting in fact they're exploiting those those groups which is why we have such a diverse community over here because we're all pissed off like Mm -hmm. you're still exploiting people things haven't changed it's like some people don't get that uh they don't politicians only care about the black community every four years right yeah yeah say say the nice words wear the right costumes put rainbow flags on everything i'm a good person and if you're opposed to me you're a bad person yeah i I don't know why more and more people don't see through this you know it just and there's there's all those like you can do anything you want online if the word trans is in front of your name Mm -hmm. and i'm like like well, there's a missed opportunity with Transformers, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> More than meets the eye. <clears throat> oh, we could go on like this all night, but <laughs> yeah, you, you, have, you have comics to write and things to do. I'm, I'm so glad we finally got this done. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Book oh, looks awesome. Uh, congratulations on getting with Arrow Comics and uh, all the best in, in many future issues to come. Yes, <laughs> hopefully. The, 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 only, the only thing I'm waiting for outside of a publisher is some kind of publishing house for CG. Mm-hmm. So one, we can get costs down. So, I mean, I have no problem with, with paying $25 for like a graphic novel sized book. Right. I do, however, have a problem with paying $25 for a floppy. Hell, I don't want to pay $5.99 for a brand new comic off the shelf. Right. Even if it is a good book. I bitched because of that. And the first thing I did was spend $200 too much one month backing the first five campaigns I ever interviewed. I go, oh, this book looks cool. And before I knew it, I backed it. But it, they were they were all Kickstarters at that point, so I forgot about it. So I went to go pay my bills one month, and well, there was no money there. <laughs> right. It's it's the it's that struggle. I mean, I would same way. I would love to be able to just say that book's five bucks and it's in your hands. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not DC and I'm not Marvel, and I don't have billions of dollars backing me. Yeah, no, nobody garbage. nobody does. It's all you know. That's why everybody's crowdfunding everything, and just hoping- and, and doing it this way to get the book created in the first place right so that's what it is i I mean i know that 15 dollar price tag but it really is it's literally people enabling my ability to make it happen yes and you know that and being able to get out like you know more than one or two books a year okay (laughs) good night love you i was just given my shopping list Apparently, it's time for us both to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Uh, follow Mad Ruth at Mad Ruth Studios on Twitter. Uh, his handle is in the description as well. And we will see you all next week. Don't forget, tomorrow night, I am here with uh, my co-host, 
Thomas for OK Boomer, the podcast, and we're going to talk about Brave and the Bold 97, Batman and the Spectre. Nice. It was a fun ride. <laughs> the Bronze Age goodness that it was. <laughs> so until next time, uh, STFU and read a comic, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>